Before we dive into today's episode, I want to introduce you to The Cobble Group, which is our sponsor here at the Commercial Real Estate Investor Podcast. You know, one of the most frustrating parts of being a commercial real estate investor can be finding and leasing your next deal. And that's exactly why you need a brokerage partner like The Cobble Group. The Cobble Group is a commercial real estate brokerage based in Tennessee, helping buyers, sellers, and landlords navigate the world of buying, selling, and leasing commercial properties. Whether you're interested in office, retail, industrial, or some specialty type of commercial, the Cobble Group has you covered. While the firm largely focuses within the state of Tennessee, they've worked on projects from new construction development in Kentucky all the way to single-tenant net lease investments in Texas and can likely help you with your next investment project. Check out their website at thecobblegroup.com. That's T-H-E-C-A-U-B-L-E group.com or reach out directly to the office by email at office at thecobblegroup.com. Now, let's get into today's show. This week's episode originally aired on our YouTube channel, which you can just find by searching for my name, Tyler Cobble, on YouTube. So if any references don't quite make sense, feel free to check out the show notes for a link to the original video. Here we go. Today, we're going to discuss how to do a 1031 exchange, what it is, why you should utilize this strategy, and a couple of things you should keep in mind. Real estate markets are evolving constantly, so it's important to review your portfolio frequently as new opportunities become available and as your financial objectives shift. If you're a real estate investor and thinking about either buying or selling property, it's important to be familiar with the 1031 Tax Deferred Exchange, which allows you, as the property owner, to sell one of your properties and acquire a different property while pushing off or deferring capital gains taxes. Capital gains taxes can reach up to 20% for those in the highest income bracket. So this tax deferment tool can be an effective investment strategy as you buy and sell properties. So first, what is a 1031 exchange? A 1031 exchange gets its name from section 1031 of the IRS code, which says no gain or loss shall be recognized on the exchange of real property held for productive use in a trade or business or for investment if such real property is exchanged solely for real property of like kind, which is to be held either for productive use in a trade or business or for investment. And that's quite a sentence. So to put it simply, this code allows you to avoid paying capital gains taxes when you sell a property and invest those proceeds into a property of equal or greater value if you locate and purchase that new property within the designated time frame. Let's say you bought a property years ago for $200,000 and put up a 20% down payment, which was forty dollars You've decided to sell that property, which is now worth $400,000, and so after paying your mortgage and all expenses, you walk away with $100,000. Now you can buy a $500,000 property with 20% down without coming out of pocket. Anyone who owns property held for business use or investment purposes qualifies for a 1031 exchange, while personal residences and the majority of fix and flips do not qualify for this type of tax deferment. So why would an investor utilize the tax 31 exchange? Well, there are actually a number of reasons that make 1031 exchanges very attractive to investors. Number one, improved cash flow. If you have a high equity property or one that is free and clear, it may be a good time to take that equity and invest it into a property of higher value where you can improve the cash flow. 
The 1031 exchange actually allows you to reinvest the proceeds of your sold property into a newer, more expensive property. So you could use that equity that you've built up in your first property and place it into a different investment that will offer greater cash flow without you having to pull out that cash. Number two, easier management. If you have acquired multiple assets over the years, such as a portfolio of single family homes, you may want to exchange them for something that requires less hands-on management, such as a well-managed multifamily property. We've had a number of clients that started their investing careers in the single family realm that we were able to help 1031 exchange into large commercial properties that not only improve their cash flow, but allowed them to afford full-time property management at a much lower cost. Number three, Estate planning. If you are estate planning, having a well-managed property will be far less of a hassle for your heirs to deal with since they may lack experience in real estate and would struggle with the property management responsibilities. You may also desire to consolidate multiple assets into one or take a single asset and divide it over multiple properties. For example, if you own a large office building and want to pass your cash flowing asset down to your grandchildren, it may be difficult to divide a singular asset among a handful of people. Instead, it would be better and less complicated to have multiple properties that you could assign to each grandchild. Number four, diversification. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. It's very beneficial to have a diversified portfolio. You're allowed to utilize the 1031 exchange to purchase in different regions of the country or into multiple different types of assets. If you own a single retail property, you may be nervous for the future of the retail market as a whole. So it would be wise to reposition your equity in this singular asset and distribute it across multiple markets. That way, if one isn't performing adequately, you aren't left high and dry. Number five, buying a vacation home. That's right. The 1031 exchange actually allows you to invest the proceeds from one of your investment properties into a vacation home that you and your family can enjoy. But of course, there are a few rules for this type of exchange as well. The property being relinquished must have been held for at least 24 months in order to buy a vacation home and defer those capital gains taxes. You must also rent this property out to another person for 14 days during every 12-month cycle. You can, however, rent those 14 days out to a family member as long as the rental rate is at fair market value. Now, Here's how to do a 1031 exchange. There are a number of rules to follow when executing a 1031 exchange, so here's how to do it. It's extremely important for you to be aware of what you can and cannot do according to IRC 1031 in the IRS tax code in order to ensure that you receive the full benefits of a 1031 exchange. As a general rule for enjoying full tax deferral, a taxpayer must reinvest all net exchange proceeds and acquire another property with the same or greater amount of debt. So after you've sold the original property, you have a 45-day identification window. This transaction must adhere to the allowed time frame of the IRS Section 1031 code in order for your exchange to receive those benefits. Within 45 days of selling your asset, you must identify a like-kind replacement property for these assets. So what does like-kind mean? Like-kind property simply means that real estate must be exchanged for real estate. You cannot sell real estate and buy an airplane. You can exchange a vacant piece of industrial land for a Class A office building or trade two single-family homes, as long as they were investment properties, for a retail strip center. But you cannot use a 1031 exchange to do something like buying shares in the stock market with the proceeds from a quadplex. The property must be held for investment or business purposes and cannot be used for personal uses or immediate 
immediate resale. Although what determines an immediate resale is somewhat of a blurry line. If it is clear that there was no intention to flip immediately, you could potentially trade the property the day after your purchase if your initial intention was to acquire the property as an investment, although those situations are rare. Now, there are a couple of rules that you have to follow when identifying your replacement property. So let's dive into those. The three property rule. The three property rule allows you to identify up to three properties as potential replacements for your sold property, no matter what their value is. Selecting the maximum amount of potential replacement properties is almost always the best course of action so that you have multiple options in case one property ends up not working out. The 200% rule. The 200% rule allows you to assemble four or more potential replacement properties as long as their total value does not exceed 200% of the value of your sold asset. Now, after the identification period has expired, you have 180 days to close on that new property. Within 180 days of closing on the sale of your previous asset, you have to complete the purchase for the replacement property. During the 180-day time frame, you are also allowed to do construction on the property or make improvements as long as they are complete before the 1031 exchange deadline. Any improvements made after that 180-day period are viewed as personal property and will not be considered a part of your exchange. Now, there are also a few variations of the 1031 exchange. The most common, which we have been discussing, is often referred referred to as the delayed exchange, but most people just call it the 1031. You could also do a simultaneous exchange where both properties are traded at the exact same time in the same escrow office, a reverse exchange where you acquire a new property and then sell your original one, or an improvement exchange, which can be used for heavy renovations or new construction. But what happens if you identify a property of lesser value and you can't find anything else? Well, that's called a cash boot. If your replacement property is of lesser value than the original asset you sell, the difference can be taxed. The presence of a mortgage is allowed on either side of a 1031 exchange, but if the mortgage on the replacement is less than the property being sold, this can also cause a cash boot. Now, this cash boot can also be created by some fees associated with real estate transactions, but fees such as broker commissions, attorney's fees, title insurance premiums, escrow fees, and filing fees, those are included in the list of fees that can be paid with exchange funds. Now for the fun part, reporting to the IRS. Once the exchange is complete, you will need to report the exchange to the IRS using the Form 8824 in the same year in which the exchange took place. Form 8824 will ask you to provide information including property descriptions, relationships between parties, property values, profit and loss, cash received, and more. Now, you're probably wondering to yourself, who handles the reporting to the IRS and how would you identify these properties? Well, that's where a qualified intermediary comes into play. The Qualified Intermediary, or QI, works on your behalf as the facilitator for a 1031 exchange. They receive and hold the proceeds from the relinquished property and then use those to acquire a newly identified property. Therefore, it's very important that you choose wisely when it comes to qualified intermediaries. Unfortunately, there isn't much government oversight in how QIs are regulated and there aren't any educational or licensing requirements. Even the slightest error could disqualify you from receiving the benefits of a 1031 exchange, so it's wise to choose a QI who is knowledgeable and experienced in Section 1031 of the IRC. Some questions to consider when choosing a QI. How big is the company? You may want to consider working with a larger team so that if there's an emergency, there will be more than one person that will be able to assist you. It can be devastating if something happens and your 1031 exchange falls through of no fault of your own. 
Does the QI you are choosing carry errors and omissions of Fidelity Insurance? If the intermediary makes a mistake, you will want to make sure you are covered. Fidelity Insurance will cover any financial loss incurred from fraudulent activity that is performed by the intermediary company. You should also ask them how your funds will be handled between the sale of your old property and the purchase of your new one. Unfortunately, there have been cases of separate funds being commingled and used for investment activities, which can leave sellers down the creek without a paddle. You will want to make sure that your money is only being held for the purposes of executing the exchange so that you have a smooth transaction when the time comes to purchase that new property. So before you get started, it's critical to consult with your legal and financial advisors, along with your real estate agent and all other appropriate parties that will be involved in this process. Time is of the essence in a 1031 exchange, so it is crucial that you have a solid plan in place and that you communicate this plan to all of those with whom you'll be working with before you move forward. Now, investors are able to successfully complete a 1031 exchange on their own. However, this process is very complicated and involved. So it is crucial to work with experienced people that will be able to lead you through each step and ensure that you will execute it successfully. So that's all we have for how to do a 1031 exchange. If you're interested in learning more about commercial real estate investing, check out this playlist here. Don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel for more commercial real estate investing strategies, leasing and management tips, market updates, and more.